G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as I mentioned, a new addition to the regular lineup on 2020 this year. Each week at this time, we'll be looking to address your questions around Christians and money. It'll be a no-holds-barred opportunity to talk about money issues. Whether it's around Christian perspectives on topical investment issues, biblical teachings or practical financial wisdom, our special guest each week is going to be Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose. Alex is an expert on money, an early career in stockbroking, then founder of a successful financial planning practice and now Wealth With Purpose, helping to equip Christians to honour God with their finances by teaching sound financial skills based on the wisdom of the Bible. Now, there are a number of ways you can ask a question that we can address in this short segment. First, you can call during the segment. So you can call right now, talk back line open, 1-800-316-316. Our line is open, but when the line's not open, you can leave a question on our feedback line option on that same number. And we'll address questions each week. Alternatively, you can ask a question on today's 2020 Ask Alex post on our Facebook page. So facebook.com forward slash vision radio. You'll find a post there saying Ask Alex. So you can pose a question, easy or hard. If you have a question about Christians and money, it's likely that there are lots of listeners who want to hear the same sorts of insights that you might be interested in around those issues as well. Uh, the line is open 1-800-316-316, a uh, short segment each week, and uh, you'll need to get in nice and early. Alex Cook, let me wake a special welcome along to our first segment like this. Alex, welcome to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you, particularly on a regular basis. You know, we've done many of these over the past couple of years, but now uh, a regular segment so we can, uh, you know, bless as many of your listeners as possible. So, yeah, look, looking forward to being with you. And it is a relatively short segment, so that's why I say to listeners, uh, get a call in early if you have a question to pose. I want to just kick things off, though, Alex, by talking about the level of biblical financial literacy. A lot of people think they know lots of things about money, but when you bring this to biblical dimension into it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the level of financial literacy when it comes to biblical things? Yeah, well, look, I think ultimately it's actually very, very low, but I'd probably break it up into segments. I think um, when we look at biblical literacy in general, uh, that's pretty low. In fact, uh, there was uh, a university in America, Biola University, big Christian university over there, they say that biblical literacy alone is at record lows. But then, of course, you've got the new dimension, which is the financial literacy uh, component. Um, and when I look at certainly, at, if you look at Australian society in general, 50% of the population live month to month. And to me, that's a sign that we're not necessarily great with money. You know, many of us uh, are just, just getting by and living month to month. Whereas I think when we get financial literacy and we learn both what the Bible says about money and we learn day-to-day -day money management skills, then we can become a lot better with money and, you know, 
make sure that um, we're stewarding it, which is, you know, a very important biblical concept that we steward it well. But of course, when you look at the, the church itself, there's the both putting the Bible and financial literacy together, and I think the two are quite low. And the interesting thing about that is it's the most talked about issue in the Bible. There are 2,350 verses on money, wealth, and possession. So there's heaps of um, you know wisdom in the scripture about how we should manage money. And I believe it's something like 15% of Jesus's preaching had a money component to it. So he was very big on teaching about it. And 11 of the 39 parables he told were very um, were, were about money and wealth and possession. So very much it's a huge issue in Scripture, but often ignored. And I think part of the reason in our churches these days, sometimes there's a bit of a hesitancy to talk about money. We often make or believe the lie that it's a private issue rather than a, an issue that, that as believers we should be talking about very openly. And as a result, we, you know, we're the worst for it because we're not talking about it openly and dealing with it and addressing it. Uh, in, in our lives. And, and really, literacy affects how you think. You know, if you're literate, literate in the Bible and um, particularly financial literacy, then that'll affect not only how you think, but then how you behave with money. So biblical financial literacy is, you know, it's a critical thing and uh, something that we're going to be focusing, obviously, on in this program over the next, uh, yeah, 12 months. So it's going to be exciting. Isn't it interesting? It's also one of those clubs that people like to beat Christians up with, uh, the idea <laughs> of, you know, God and your money and, uh, you know, they're only after your money. Uh, this <laughs> is an interesting one because is honouring God with finances an actual optional extra to your personal faith because sometimes we like to keep finance separate from faith what are your thoughts oh look it's certainly not optional it's uh i've got to say it's a core issue in terms of your faith in the sense that money is the ultimate heart issue you know if you think about the bible tells us that the devil comes to kill still and destroy he wants to use money as a weapon against you to take you away from the love of your life which is jesus christ so um it's absolutely core to us as believers. And of course, one of the, the key things when you become a Christian is that your life, you surrender your life to Christ and that you are to glorify God with, with your life. Uh, and, and glorifying God, can't, you can't exclude money from that. You know, how we use our money, what we do with it is very, very important to God. And we should be using our money to bring glory to him. In other words, when we spend our money, you think about day-to-day -day, you know, spending of money, um, it should shine the light on God, not on us. You know, often the way we spend money is to bring, bring glory to ourselves, you know, make ourselves look successful, so to speak, rather than actually shining the light on God. So um, yeah, honouring God with our finances is absolutely critical. And in fact, when you think Matthew 6.33, one of my favourite passages, you know, it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So when I, when I look at that, we should be building God and the focus of our lives should be building God's kingdom. And of course, once again, money is part of that process. When we're building God's kingdom, we're trying to, you know, go and make disciples of the nations. We need to fund that. We need to fund these activities. And of course, the other thing in our society is, um, uh, you know, we have a hurting world. We have many people struggling. And last year, of course, has been very dramatic uh, in terms of more and more people falling into poverty around the world due to COVID. Um, as believers, we're meant to be honouring God with our money. And one of those things is to actually give money to causes to help people in need. So it's it's absolutely not optional. It's, it's a, a core part of what we do. In fact, I, I would go to say it's an act of obedience. 
you know, how you use your money and doing it in a way that glorifies God is an act of obedience. And of course, the scripture makes it clear, you know, we're called to be generous, you know. Um, we're not just, and, and often when we hear the word generosity, people think, oh, you know, I'm generous with my time or I'm generous with my talents. We well, sure that's well and good, but you've got to be generous with your treasure as well. You know, whatever God has blessed you, whatever he's put into your hands, whether it's a little or a lot, we're, we're called to um Use those things in a way uh, to build His kingdom, to glorify Him, and shine—you know—shine the light on Jesus. Um, and it's a challenge, though. You know, honoring God with your finances—you know—it's often the last thing that gets converted. I don't know if you've ever heard the famous quote from Martin Luther: "As there are three conversions: the head, the heart, and the wallet." <laughs> so often, the hardest thing in your life is to is to honor God with your finances. Um, it's often the thing that comes last. So, yeah, very, very important thing. And absolutely, it's it's not optional. It's something uh, that we should be doing day in, day out, honoring God with your money. Well, it is one of those things, isn't it? It's a nice sentiment to think that we're called, and as you say, even as an act of obedience, to be generous believers, people who follow God, honor God with our finances. Uh, mostly, our mind might drift to the idea of, if I give it away, I'll never get it back again. And the idea that there are all sorts of disadvantages. If I'm going to be generous, then somehow I'm going to miss out. But what if we talked about a dimension around actually there being advantages uh, to honouring God with our money? I wonder if you've got any thoughts here that uh, takes a different dimension to what our natural mind tends to be inclined to. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it was interesting. The one you just mentioned there is this kind of withholding mentality. We kind of think if we give, that money's gone. Whereas when we understand who God is and who his character is, and when we believe his word, you know, there's a, a fantastic passage, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, you know, it says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So it's it's the opposite to how we think. You know, when we think that we give money away, we think it's gone, Well, whereas actually... God is a God of unlimited resources, and when we give it, He can actually bless us further. You know, we, you know, you, you, you know, the Bible, biblical concept is very simple: you'll reap what you sow. And so, when we sow generously, we'll reap generously. Um, and as, as I say, just from previously, Matthew six thirty three, when you focus on God's kingdom and your life is surrendered to building His kingdom then all these other things will be added to you anyway. In other words, God's going to take care of your finances when you focus your life on him and his way of doing things and building his kingdom. So that, that's the first one. That's the, the whole reaping and sowing concept. That's a very obvious one, advantage of honoring God with your money. But the other one is very simply God's protection. If you manage your finances according to biblical principles, then really you're putting a hedge of protection around your finances because you're doing things God's ways and God's ways work. Um, when we do things the world's way, they can work for some of the time and then often they, they work until they don't. Um, and there's lots of examples we can give and we'll talk about that next you know, in terms of debt and so forth. But the important point here is when you do things God's way and you're obedient to him, you're putting a hedge of protection around your family and your finances. Um, so that's, that's a huge advantage. Most of us, you know, we desire God's protection. Um, but the other thing, when you honour God with your money, you, you, you'll tend to do well and prosper. Now, this is a really interesting area. The word prosperity has become sort of almost a dirty word in the church world because, um, you know, of the, you know, the, the well-known health and wealth gospel, the prosperity doctrine, uh, and, and it's, you know, abuse and misuse in terms of theology. 
But the reality is, it, it the Bible makes very clear, particularly in reading the New Testament, that God actually wants us to prosper, but but He wants us to prosper in in many things, you know, our relationships and so forth, but also in our finances. So when we honour God with our lives, when you live a surrendered life, a life that's sold out to Jesus, then you will do well, you'll, you'll prosper. Now, there are things we can do to counter that. You know, if we have certain sins in our life that we're unwilling to let go of, and, you know, there are things that can be a barrier to that prosperity. But overall, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to do well so that your family's well looked after and so that you can do good with it. I mean, uh, the expression we use in our ministry is do well, do good, because we want... Um, people to do well personally, but we also want them to do good with what God has given them. So there are huge advantages um, to honouring God with your money. And possibly the last one, I touched on this briefly, is that God blesses obedience. You know, when we're we're obedient, we're doing things his way, then then he can bless us. And also the reverse is true. If we're disobedient to God, then you're you're not going to fall under his, uh, you know, his blessing and protection. So being obedient is a critical part of honouring God with our money. Uh, and that leads to, you know, God taking care of us and, and, and making sure that we're, we're protected. So, yeah, there are lots of advantages with honouring God with your money. It's uh, it's not easy. It's a challenge, you know, and it's something you've got to guard your heart with constantly. Money is, as I say, something that can take you away from God. But it's absolutely worth it. And, um, you know, I think as believers, if, we, if more of us were honouring God with our money, we could do extraordinary things in these end times that we find ourselves in. Uh, time is going to skip away from us quickly in a short segment like this each week. But there's going to be this focus on aligning yourself with God's Word. And uh, the good thing about doing this weekly is it's going to be, perhaps for those regular listeners, uh, that idea that there is a reminder that God is interested in your finances and that we need to be interested in our finances according to the way we serve God. This idea of aligning yourself to God's Word, I imagine that that doesn't happen if you don't talk about these things, Alex, and this is what we're intending over these coming uh, weeks and months uh, to be talking about, aligning yourself with God's Word around finances. And as you say, it's not about uh, there being somehow or other a whole lot of disadvantage in there. Uh, I think we'll be looking for the advantage in aligning ourselves to God's Word, and that's going to be something of our primary focus. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Aligning your finances with God's word is uh, is critical, and, and in fact, our whole lives should be like that. But really, when we're saying aligning your finances with God's word, you know, what do we really mean? What, what we're saying is we want to encourage listeners to be doing things God's way. You know, our, our lives should be um, operating, as I say, not just financially, but around doing things God's way, not the world's way. And as I said, that has all sorts of benefits that flow on from that, you know, God's protection, um, and of course, um, making sure that money doesn't control us. You know, one of the things with money, and you know, Jesus says you can't serve two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. So the the key thing here is that money becomes a tool in the hands of the believer to do well and to do good with it, um, rather than the opposite where it becomes, our, it becomes our master and controls us and has a huge effect on our life. You know, money can lead to a lot of spiritual bondage in people's lives. And so... As I say, when we align ourselves with God's word, you, you, you'll um, reduce the risk of that happening. And uh, and we can see, see, as I say, lots of powerful things, powerful change in people's lives, people being restored financially, uh, people um, stepping out and helping others, and, of course, funding God's kingdom as well. So aligning with your, your finances with God's word will have huge flow and uh, benefits to, to one personally, but also, and importantly, to God's kingdom. 
Uh, Let me ask you here, Alex, the same sorts of principles apply whether you are rich or poor, because, you know, just given the last year, I mean, some people have flourished uh, during COVID-19 and the challenging times that we've seen. Others have been absolutely decimated by that. And so is there a certain sense in which, you know, uh, you know, tough times, uh, whether that makes a difference to the way we handle our money, uh, the future, our, our aspirations as to what we do with our money? What are your thoughts around even some of the spiritual issues that are a part of the way our money is impacted when we're going through times that are changing? Yeah, look, it's a fantastic question. I think that when I look, reflect on the, the year that's passed and the, the COVID season that we're in, these tough times are a good thing in many ways because they expose the condition of our heart. Um, you know, when we sit in church, we often hear the expression, you know, trusting God, you know, and I think to trust in God, you really have to know him personally and you have to believe what he says in his word because it's one thing to believe in God. It's another thing to believe God and believe what he says is true, believe his word. And it's often when times like this come, when things get stripped away, you know, sometimes we lose our job or, you know, uh, other things happen, you know, we leave, lose our house potentially with defaulting on mortgages and debts and all this kind of thing. Um, when these things come, it really challenges us to the core and to Uh, ask ourselves, what is it that we really are trusting in? Are we trusting in our money and trusting in this world or are we trusting in God for his provision? And so I think that the beauty of what's happened last year is for for many of us, it's forced us to actually go back and evaluate our relationship with God and say, "Do, do I really know him? Do I really believe what he actually says? Do I believe he's my provider? Because if, if, if you don't believe that, then you're going to struggle. And that's when fear, of course, creeps in, you know, fear of lack and so forth. So it, it, money is deeply spiritual and it exposes our heart, exposes what we're really trusting in. So, yeah, so the, the, the challenge, I think, of last year has been good in terms of awakening us to realise, actually, you know what, I, I really need to make sure that my priority is focusing on God, being completely dependent on him and, and knowing him personally, knowing that we have a good God who is a loving father who sees us as his precious children, that he's not going to leave, uh, you know, destitute. He's going to look after us and, and help us through. And, of course, he expects us to help each other too with what he's given us. So, yeah, it's a, it's been a fascinating year and I think a fantastic opportunity for people to reflect on their relationship with God and how money affects that relationship. Well, looking forward to a great year ahead as we make a regular segment. And uh, there are those listeners who are going to get into the flow of that. And it will be a very useful segment each week as we come back to a biblical alignment of how we think about our finances. Alex Cook is going to be our regular guest this time on a Wednesday. And Alex, of course, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, the Wealth With Purpose website, wealthwithpurpose.com, uh, some free ebooks, uh, the My Toolkit, there's free videos, there's podcast content there, Wealth With Purpose purpose.com you can also follow alex on the wealth with purpose uh, uh, facebook uh, page purpose wealth Uh, look for that on facebook and of course on twitter.com forward slash 
wealth purpose. And uh, look forward to these opportunities each week, Alex, and uh, we'll have some listener questions for next week. If you have a question, remember you can uh, respond to that. You can put your question on our post. Uh, There's a post there on today's Facebook page where you'll find Ask Alex uh, a question there, and we're going to make a regular segment of this. You can also call 1-800-316-316, and there'll be a feedback option for you. You can ask your question on there as well. So 1-800-316-316. Alex Cook. Uh, great catching up. Ask Alex each week on Wednesday. It's good to get a little introduction today. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thanks, Neil. Great. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 